Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is a message brought to our church by one of the men of Moses Lake Baptist Church. We hope that it is a blessing to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. Amen. Thank you, Mr. Rebecca. Well, kids in discipleship, you are dismissed to go uh, discipleship upstairs and kids' class downstairs. Uh, Brother Mike and Mr. Becker are going to be down there teaching the kids uh, as they do most every week. Uh, and I'm just excited to be able to be, pre- be preaching tonight. Uh, and I hope you're excited to be here. Uh, it's always a good day to be in God's house. And, uh, and so thank you for being here tonight, even on our Wednesdays in the Word, uh, switching up your schedule, continuing to do that. Um, hopefully we didn't mess you up too much. Um, pastor schedule has been uh, really interesting. Um, um, uh, he called me yesterday, yesterday morning, our, our time, and it was almost midnight his time, and uh, he had just uh, gotten through, um, uh, his flight His flight got messed up, so he got stuck in L.A. for a, a good amount of time, uh, and then uh, he his flight got canceled to, uh, I was going to go to Israel, I think there was probably a, a stop somewhere in between, uh, and so um, anyway, he basically his flights were all messed up, and he was waiting in airports, and he got there way later than he was supposed to get there, and uh, and so he, they had lost his baggage, uh, They uh, not only that, but the, the ride that he was going to be taken to his hotel uh, had already left without him, and uh, so he had to then find his way to his hotel uh, using um, uh, going public transportation with, uh, I mean, they have the train and then they have buses uh, and everything is in Hebrew. Uh, and pastor doesn't read Hebrew. Sorry, he never took that class in college. Um, and so he was, yeah, he, he had to uh, learn quickly. Um, so he, he had a very eventful time getting to his hotel, hotel. I think he got a little bit of sleep that night, but not much. Uh, so, I mean, he's, he's having an eventful time. Uh, hopefully he's able to to get some time preparing for our trip to Israel, which I'm super excited about. If you're if you're thinking at all that uh, about going, uh, you need to go, and it's going to be a great time. And I've been excited about it. And and uh, what's the what's that for? When is it? What's the, what's the dates for it? Yep, November 30th through December 10th, and that's next next year, 2020. There we go. This is a good promo. And the, the next, the interest meeting is next Sunday. After what? After the morning service. Great. There we go. Look at that. I wasn't even expecting to give that promotion, but you got it. Yeah, pastor's trips always seem to end up really not going too well. Um, so let's pray for him. Let's pray for him. And uh, the other thing, uh, continue to pray for uh, the the, per, the per person or people that broke into our church that they would be caught. And uh, and just as, as there's investigation, there's some investigations going on, looking into some of the things that they touched and that they that were their personal belongings and so the DNA and stuff like that. So just pray that that would work out and um, and that we'd be able to. Uh, recover some of the items that were stolen. That would be great. Uh, and also, we've, this, this week, just, just to keep you updated, since you're a church family, might as well know, uh, we, we've been going through the process of, of doing the stuff with insurance and just getting all the reports sent in, so, uh, and with the police, police department as well. Uh, and so it's all going very well and smoothly as far as just uh, as well as those things can go. And so uh, be in prayer for that. Uh, but we're going to be in Proverbs. If you want to have your Bible, go ahead and turn to Proverbs chapter 1. And uh, one of my favorite books, and uh, 
Uh, if you never, if you've taken the challenge, I guess, to read a proverb a day, uh, at least for a month, do it, do it. And it's a great book to read through. There's 31 chapters in Proverbs, and it just, uh, it just works really nicely. The chap- the, 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 each chapter isn't extremely long, uh, but it's packed full of just so, uh, so much good stuff that we should apply to our life and, uh, and live by. Um, and so we're going to read, uh, we're going to look at verse 20. Uh, all the way down to verse 33, so to the end of the chapter. Um, and if you would stand with me uh, for, for the reading of God's word, and, uh, and then we'll pray and let you sit back down. Uh, it says this in verse 22. How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Actually, actually, I started in verse 22. I meant to start in verse 20. Let me back up. All right, I'm already messed up. Uh, verse 20, it says, Wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of the concourse, of concourse in the openings of the gates in the city. She uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you, because I have called, and ye have refused. I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But ye, uh, ye have set at naught all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh, when your fear cometh as desolation, and, uh, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they... Uh, call upon me, and I will not answer. Then shall they seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They, they would none of my counsel, and they despised all of my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of their fruit, eat the fruit of their way, their own way, and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. A great, great, uh, really passage just all about wisdom crying out. And we're going we're gonna to learn a little bit about this tonight. And hopefully uh, that we'll be able to take some things home with us today that would be a help to our daily lives, just applying uh, God's wisdom to our lives. Uh, so let's go ahead and pray and we'll, we'll continue. Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for your word. Uh, thank you for the wisdom that you desire for us to have and to live by. Um, Lord, I pray that we would be searching uh, your word and asking for wisdom and that we would just uh, live live by that. And, uh, and we would uh, be avoiding some of the ways, uh, the things that we're going to see here uh, in our passage today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. All throughout God's word, um, we see that God wants us to have his wisdom. Uh, and, and as we live and we make decisions, as we go through life, God wants us to have wisdom and not, not to be kind of just going through life and to- totally uh, confused about what we're doing and just to uh, just just stumbling through life, so to say. And uh, James 1, 27, 27 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Uh, and if you ask for wisdom, God says he'll, he'll give it, and he'll give it liberally. He's not going to hold it back. He's going to give it to you, and he wants us to have it. Um, uh, but... Uh, as we talk about this topic of wisdom, uh, we, we need to know this, that there, there are two types of wisdom. Uh, th- there is wisdom that are, is not from him. 
Uh, and the Bible explains in, in James 3 uh, that, that the wisdom that descendeth not from above is, is, is earthly, it's sensual, it's devilish. Uh, for where envying and strife, in, strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. And then uh, on the other side of this, but wisdom... But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, and gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. So you see here in this verse, hey, there's, there's definitely two different types of wisdom. There's the world's wisdom, um, and there's God's wisdom. Um, and Isaiah 5.21 says, Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes, and prudent in their own sight. And uh, a man could be wise in their own eyes and have the world's wisdom, but really in God's and God's, from God's perspective, be void of his wisdom. Um, and uh, 1 Corinthians 1.20 says this, uh, Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, uh, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Uh, and then it goes on to say that for the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we, we preach Christ crucified and, uh, and the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Uh, you can see very quickly that there's two types of wisdom, and uh, and as, and we, we want God's wisdom. We, we, we want to know what the Bible says. We want to know what God says about this life and uh, about uh, his perspective on things, uh, and, and so we should be searching after that. Uh, and so there is wisdom that comes only from God. And, and books like Proverbs and James and many, many other books in the Bible uh, explain how we can have this wisdom and, and different things uh, about it. And it's packed full of blessings that, that come from those that, that seek after God's wisdom. And it also, uh, there's the, the Bible is packed full of consequences that come from disregarding or um, avoiding or uh, just forsaking God's wisdom. Um, and so it's so important that we as Christians realize, hey, I need to seek God's wisdom uh, and I, I need to make sure I'm not a person that's just going through life on my own and just just kind of every day just not worrying about what God wants me to do or what God's word says, but searching for God's wisdom in my life. And so um, we are, we're going to look at one passage today uh, where Solomon, one of the wisest men in all the Bible, introduces us uh, to wisdom. And th this wisdom that he introduces us to, to Two is personified as a woman, uh, and uh, we look, we, we see her introduction. Okay, and uh, Solomon introduces wisdom as in writes in verse twenty. It says, "Wisdom crieth out; she uttereth her voice in the streets. Um, she crieth in the chief place of the concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city. She uttereth her words, saying." Um, so, why is wisdom a woman? Uh, that's one question that I, as I started reading this, and as I've read it before, um, I, I've, I've thought about, and uh, why is wisdom a woman, and personified as a woman? Uh, and just for fun, I asked around, and just, just some of the staff, and like, well, why do you think wisdom is a woman? Uh, and I got different responses, and uh, uh, Samantha back there, she was, she was talking about, she's like, well, because women are smarter than men, and, uh, and um, what was some of the other things? She, she's like, uh, she, she talked about how things that are important, or uh, or worth a lot are normally personified as at, with a female gender, like a ship. Would, would you would say? Uh, there she. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you say to say when you're on a ship, Quinn? I don't know. Uh, with Mike. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, 
man, I'm, I'm not really good at this ship talk. I don't know. So I need to work on that. Uh, but uh, yeah, you, I mean, that's what, one thing that she mentioned. Um, Brother Micah then, after hearing that, he's like, yeah, it's like the, it's like what you hear back in elementary, you know, where uh, girls go to college to get more knowledge, boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider. Uh, and it's just, just really just echoing that thought that, that normally, uh, the, the reason why it's personified as a woman is just because women are smarter than men. I don't think that's the reason. Uh, honestly, I don't even know uh, the whole reason because it has, probably has to do with, as I've read different, uh, just, just different thoughts about it, uh, it probably has to do with some grammatical thing in Hebrew and, and how uh, the, the pronoun, the noun was actually a, a feminine noun uh, in, in that language and it just, any, it described it as uh, any, any uh, nouns or pronouns that described it uh, where it just had the female gender. So uh, anyway, it's, that's what he uses. In, in Sol- Solomon, he talks about uh, gender, uh, not gender, he talks about, <laughs> uh, he talks about wisdom, and he uses a woman, uh, woman's voice, I guess you might say, um, as he goes through. And uh, so in verse 20 and 21, wisdom uh, is personified as this lady, and she does something really that's not too ladylike, really, uh, unless you're, you're at ladies' gala or something. Uh, she she just she starts preaching basically. She gets up there and she she uh, in she starts preaching and with a loud voice she cries out uh, and 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 she preaches. She shouts. She pleads. She scolds. She reasons, threatens, warns, and even laughs. Uh, and in verse verse twenty one. Uh, 20 and 21, uh, wisdom is given this, uh, this omnipresent uh, characteristic, really, um, and uh, just that in, wherever she's at, she's everywhere, really, uh, in the streets, uh, she's outside or without, uh, she's in the chief place of the concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city, she's everywhere you go, she's there. And she's crying out to you, to, to, uh, to really everyone, we're going to find out, it's, she's so, speaking specifically to the, the simple here in a little bit, um, and she's seeking for students to learn from her. Um, wisdom is beneficial in all situations and all circumstances of life. And uh, God's wisdom is available at all times. Um, it's, not, it's, it's not at specific places. It's not just a church. It's, it, God's wisdom is available to us in every place that we go. Um, and his wisdom applies to every area of your life. And it's foolish to do anything without it. Um, and so it's really just this whole, this just really opening thought about wisdom just really gets us to understand, hey, wisdom is important. And she's crying out to us uh, and, and trying to get us to understand, hey, you need to listen. Uh, and, and so in our passage, wisdom travels around begging for listeners to heed her uh, and heed her words. And in verse 22 through 27, we see her sermon, really. Um, and, uh, and it just goes, goes through. And this particular case, wisdom is not calling out to the wise, but rather she's scolding those who are really just unresponsive um, to, to that invitation that she, she, she says to, to follow after her. Uh, the following verses are, are really a really severe warning uh, to those who refuse to follow wisdom uh, or to walk in God's wise counsel. So, uh, we, we see the, the rebuke of the unresponsive. In verse 22, it says, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? Uh, and the scorners delight in their scorning. And the fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my words unto you. Just like sinners can invite young people, if you were to read back in, in this, uh, in Proverbs, in verse, I guess, I think it's like 9, uh, and it talks about how uh, 
well, nine, I think it's nine or, or ten, no, verse 10, verse 10 all the way to verse 21. It talks about how the sinners are enticing. Uh, if, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. And then it, it goes on to talk about how, uh, how they can invite them, how sinners can invite the young people to be a part of what they're doing, their foolish things that they're doing. And they're inviting, the, they're inviting this person to come and do what they're doing. And, uh, and he, Solomon's saying, hey, if, my, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. not. Just as sinners can invite young people to participate in unrighteous lifestyles, so wisdom sends out her alternate invitation saying this, uh, to learn to live in wisdom. Um, and in verse 22, three specific people are mentioned. Um, and these people are categories of people that are mentioned many times in the Bible and really especially in Proverbs uh, and these three categories, and really, I guess, four, uh, four categories of people. Uh, and we see them uh, in verse 22, the simple, uh, the fool, the scorner, and it's, it's, it, it's not really mentioned yet, but uh, the wise. It's, it's, just, it's kind of, a, I guess, uh, understood, I guess it would be. Uh, those four categories. Um, and uh, you are either a simple uh, person, a, a fool, a scorner, or a wise based on your response to, to God's wisdom. Um, your response is, is, determines what category you fall in, to, uh, your response to wisdom. Uh, we see the simple. Um, the simple, I mean, as you look at uh, verse number 22, it says, how long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? Uh, the simple is really just somebody that is void of wisdom. They just don't have it. Uh, it's uh, it's they're simple-minded. They have a tendency of not wanting to know. Uh, they they really just would rather not know uh, what 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 uh, is is wise. What the wise thing is to do, and they delight in their simplicity. Uh, thankfully, the book of Proverbs, uh, as you read through it, it seems to hold out some hope uh, for this category of person um, and for the simple. Because more often than not, if you're if you're honest with yourself. Uh, more often than not, we find ourselves in this category, um, and uh, just by default, um, and and that's and so uh, thankfully there's there's hope for you and for, hope for me and uh, in when we find ourselves in this category, the simple uh, that some someone that is void of wisdom, uh, and then the next category would be the fool, the fool, um, the fool. What his response to wisdom is that he denies wisdom, he denies it. Um, the fool and the scorner—they share a lot of the same characteristics, um, and and to be sure, both of these categories are not a good place to be. Um, the fool is not necessarily somebody that doesn't believe in God, but someone who rejects God by just ignoring His word. Uh, they 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 just uh, ignore what what they've heard about God, and they re- reject uh, reject Him and ignore His truth, and then they seek to understand life apart from God. Um, and go, go through life their own way. Um, and so Proverbs 14, 1, it says, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Uh, Proverbs 1, 7 says, fool dis- uh, The fools despise wisdom and instruction. Uh, in Proverbs 14, 9, Fools make a mock at sin. And all these characteristics are true about a fool that uh, they, they, they seek to, they just deny wisdom. They, 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 don't, they try to go through life their own way. And, uh, and it's a very foolish way to live. And uh, Proverbs doesn't hold out a lot of hope for the fool. Um, he, he really, because he's set in his ways. Uh, and just going through life his own way and, and, and totally fine doing so. Uh, and so it, we look at in Proverbs 17, 11, uh, it says, 
a reproof entereth more into a wise man than a hundred stripes into a fool. That's scary. Um, if that's you, that's not a good place to be, recognizing that, hey, what, what it, just a little correction for somebody that's wise is better, it, it does more for that person than a hundred stripes would do for me. Um, and it, that's a very hard heart. Uh, and and it, that is not a good place to be, especially when it applies to God's word. And, uh, and so, um, and then uh, the third category that we can see is this, a scorner. Um, a scorner, he mocks wisdom. Uh, because of his mocking of God and the truth, like the fool, he's, it's almost incurable and really um, not very hopeful for, for this, situ- for this uh, person and in this category. Uh, he is a desire to know, but he cannot receive truth because of his attitude, his character, his disposition. Uh, he, he, just, he just can't. Uh, the, the Bible says in Proverbs 14, 6, a scorner seeketh wisdom and findeth it not. Um, and almost every time you read about a scorner in Proverbs, you see it connected with something about him being either disciplined or, uh, or un- getting, going through reproof or uh, discipline. Or, um, and it's, it's all about the discipline of the scorner, but it's what happens when you discipline a scorner. It's like uh, in, in Proverbs fifteen twelve, it says, A scorner loveth not the one that reproveth him, neither will he go unto the wise. Uh, it's like always, anytime it's mentioned, it's like, hey, he's in trouble. This guy is, is I mean, he's not in a good place to be. Uh, and, uh, and so um, another one in Proverbs 9, 8 says, reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, he, and he will love thee. Uh, really, the only good thing or useful thing that's said about um, a scorner is this. In Proverbs 21, 11, it says, when a scorner is punished, the simple is made wise. Um, really just what happens when, when you reprove a scorner, the people that are around him that are simple, they, they realize, oh, that's, that's not where I want to be. Um, and that's, that's really the only good thing that is ever said about a scorner uh, in the, or the useful thing, you might say. Uh, and these categories represent different levels of responsiveness to God's word or to God's wisdom. Uh, and clearly, the simple ones are being warned right here in this message that's, from, uh, from, that's coming from this woman wisdom, you might say, uh, is uh, the message is this, that the simple are being warned to not be like the scorners or the fools. Um, and I remember back when I was in high school, um, I went to, I grew up in, at Lancaster Baptist School, and I, all the way from, from kindergarten all the way to high school. And so my, my, my upbringing was not like, like a lot of people just in the fact that this, I was, in, I was got to be in a Christian high school, in a Christian school growing up, and really a, uh, just a really awesome place to be. Uh, and I'm so thankful for my parents, uh, just, I mean, the, what they gave and what they sacrificed in order for me just to be able to go to school there. And, uh, and my mom still teaches there at the school. She's, every year she's like, I'll just teach one more year. I'll just teach one more year. She's like, all right, next year I'm going to get twins uh, that, that, I, that I taught their parents uh, when they were in school, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till then. And then anyway, so uh, that's that's the school I grew up in. I'm so thankful for it. Uh, and every when I was in high school, every uh, I think two or three times a week, uh, we would have cha- a high school chapel, and uh, we'd have our youth pastor come in, or we'd have uh, even our principal, or we'd have special guest speakers uh, speakers come in and preach for us or our pastor. And uh, it was a great time. And in uh, uh, many times, I can remember. Uh, several like very specific messages from, from my high school time. And one of those specific messages that I remember that really was a turning point for, I believe, not, not just myself, but for our school 
uh, and really just the, the atmosphere or the, our attitude as a whole uh, was one message that our youth pastor, Brother Schmidt, um, and, uh, that he preached. Uh, and he, I, I remember very vividly him bringing four people up to the, the, the platform, uh, and he gave them each a sign, uh, and it was these four categories. It, it, was, it was the wise, the simple, uh, the, the fool, and the scorner. And, uh, and at this time, I remember I was in ninth grade uh, that uh, some of the upperclassmen uh, were, it was a very, like, a rebellious year just as a whole. I mean, just, 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 I just remember it just was not a good year for our school. Um, and it just, we had a lot of students that were just kind of just openly rebellious towards adults and to their parents, and, and just, uh, it was just, it kind of invaded our school, almost, you might say, and, uh, and I just remember the whole attitude just being kind of like that as a whole, and he preached this message, it was a very powerful message, I believe it was a time of revival for our school, uh, and, uh, and uh, really, I don't think he preached this message to correct the scorner, the, the few, the few uh, that, were, that were really just openly rebellious and just that were really leading the pack, you might say. Uh, I really believe he preached this message for uh, people like me and my friends that were just kind of just simple and just kind of just following and just going the direction of just the, of those that were uh, leading that way. And uh, really, he, like, just like the, the verse says, hey, re- reprove the scorner, and the simple will, will be fearful, or will, uh, I, I, however it says it here, uh, the simple is made wise. And, uh, and it was really a great time of just, just, just realizing, hey, I need to get back on track here. And, uh, and I mean, this, th- this message just really helped me uh, to understand this. Not, I'm not to say that that message was like the, the the turning point of my life, but I, d- I did realize this, that, hey, I need to spend more time in God's word, realizing that God's wisdom is so important, and, uh, and, uh, and it really was a helpful time, um, and so bringing attention to the fact that, hey, there is a simple, there's scorners, there's fools, uh, and we should, we should, we should, we should uh, uh, delight in wisdom, so, and then he, she says this, um, actually, in verse 22, let me go back, it says, how long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Uh, and then, so here, in the, the, I just read these, but wisdom here, she's graciously calling out to the simple, and she's warning the simple not to be like that scorner who mocks the truth, or the fool who hates knowledge. Uh, wisdom calls out for the simple to, to respond to her correction. Um, and so those who seek wisdom will find it. However, the simple are easily influenced uh, by the scorner, by the fool. Um, and, uh, and so all this leads uh, to the simple, leads to, uh, at least in this message that she, she's, she's talking about, uh, it leads to the progressive uh, hardening. When, when the simple goes down that path of just following after the fool and, to, uh, and the scorner, it leads to this progressive hardening of, of, their, uh, of their hearts, you might say. Uh, and so in Wisdom Sermon, she explains about the simple one's refusal to listen to her call. It's just the progression. You see here, if you read through it, uh, there's a progression that takes place. It says, because, uh, because I, um, I have called and ye have refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but ye have said it not all my counsel and would none of my reproof. This is like an accusation, really. Um, to the simple one, uh, the simple one. In these verses, we find the tables just turning, 
and she describes the situation as if that the simple ones have already made their decision and have refused wisdom's call. Uh, and, and then, uh, the, as though uh, she just called and then they refused, uh, she stretched, it says, the, uses the word, she stretched out her hand to them and no one regarded. Uh, wisdom's accusation uh, is made then that, hey, this, you guys didn't listen. You're not, you're not listening to my call. I mean, I called out to you in the streets and I called everywhere you went. Uh, that there is the wisdom's call for you, but you're not listening. And because of that, wisdom's accusation is followed with the consequences. In, in verse uh, 26, it says, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh, when your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come, cometh upon you. Uh, verse, verses uh, 26 and 27, they describe the consequences of stubborn refusal to walk according to God's wisdom. Uh, that God has wisdom us for, for us and for the, for, uh, for the simple one that's here mentioned in this, these, these, these verses, and they were disregarded. Uh, the, the wisdom was just abandoned and just, just left, uh, left alone, and, they, and uh, these simple ones went their own way. And because of that, there was some consequences, some very severe consequences. Um, and so basically, what it, what it talks about, how it, it says disaster awaits for those who reject God's wisdom. In the end, wisdom will laugh, it, it talks about. Uh, Proverbs describes their calamity or their destruction, and uh, it, that will, it will be like a, a desolation and a whirlwind. Uh, a desolation or a desolation, it's a word that you would use when, uh, when if you were to talk about like the Gobi Desert or uh, just, I mean, Brian, you put the picture up there. Uh, it, I mean, this is, a, this is a word that you'd use to describe a place like this. Uh, a barren. I mean, just just alone. Uh, you're 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 there without hope. I mean, if you're if you're in the middle of that place and you don't have, if, if you're not connected to anybody else, you don't have the things you need to to last. I mean, like like your survival gear, like uh, by the Quinn back there. Uh, you, things are not looking good for you, uh, and uh, this it's a it's a it's a bad place to be. Um, and not only that, but it says uh, that you're uh, you're. It says, when your fear cometh as a desolation, you're fearful, and you're fearful because you're alone. Uh, you don't have God's wisdom. Uh, and that, that's the kind of fear that it's talking about here. Hey, if you're living your life uh, by your own wisdom, but with the, going through life without God and his help, uh, this, is what, this is the fear that's going to come over you and overtake your life because, hey, you're doing it your own way, not God's way. And, uh, and then not only that, but it says your fear is going to come like a desolation. And then it says uh, your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. Uh, go to the next picture. That, that, that's, like a, that's like a tornado. I've never been near a tornado, uh, but I don't want to be near a tornado. Uh, and I've seen the destruction just in pictures and, and just the, the, what, what, what it can cause, uh, just the, the path that it takes. Uh, it's, just, it's just amazing the destruction that, that is, uh, that, that the, the power that one of those uh, tornadoes can, t- can take on, on whatever it's, wherever it travels. Uh, and it says that your destruction it cometh as a whirlwind, just total, total destruction of, of, of wherever it goes. And I, I don't want that to be the, the, what my life is described by. Uh, and that when you're going through life, you're going through it on your own without God's wisdom. Uh, and your, 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 um, your life is going to be just, just destruction that cometh as a whirlwind. And, uh, and distress and anguish cometh upon you. All those are terrible things. In a terrible place to be. 
And this is a warning call from wisdom, just, just, just shouting out. And she's, she's obviously, it's a very desperate call. Uh, I mean, you read through it. This isn't, isn't like, oh, hey, if you want to li- listen, come on over here. I mean, she, she's like, you read how, how Solomon's writing there. Hey, she's going everywhere, every single place she can go, and she's crying out with a loud voice. She's calling out to you. She's warning us. She's, she's getting to, trying to get your attention by describing the things that are going to happen. Uh, and, and, and then uh, and just, just describing what, what, what might happen to you uh, when you follow, go through life without God's wisdom. Uh, this verse shows us such so shows that such calamity will come swiftly and have catastrophic effects. This means the simple will be caught off guard. They are shocked, ju- such as uh, that 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 this calamity fell upon them, and have the opportunity. To, they won't have the opportunity to remedy the situation. I mean, uh, if if you're if somebody that's ever been caught in a uh, if this is if, if you're in that the path of that tornado, hey, it's it's come it's coming, and there's really nothing you can do about it. Uh, and it comes swiftly, suddenly. Uh, you get the tornado warning, and it's over. And it's it's uh, and it's just it's very destructive and and quickly. And to to avoid the disaster is is almost inevitable. And uh, and wisdom's call and warning are headed. Uh, are to be heeded when they're when they are given because after calamity comes the simple will not be able to make corrections, uh, as seen in verse uh, the, the next couple of verses, um, and uh, it just it just is a call to heed this warning. Hey, don't d- don't don't abandon wisdom. Don't don't uh, go after your own way. Uh, listen to wisdom, and uh, and so um, and then in verse. It actually, we, we see here, so that was the, the, really the sermon, and then she goes into, she gives her conclusion. Uh, this conclusion, just recapping kind of what will happen and almost putting, uh, putting more emphasis on what will take place. And, and so we see the conclusion and the certainty of the consequences in verse 28. Then shall they call upon me, and I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they, had, that, for that they hated knowledge, and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore, shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. Remember, this is talking about this, this one that was mentioned earlier, the simple. This isn't talking about the, 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 the scorner. That the, the, and, uh, really, they probably made it down to this path already, but it's, it's a progression. It's, it's not something, all right, well, just, just uh, one day, one day uh, life is all good. I'm just kind of just going through life and, and uh, just really I'm just simple in the way I just don't really know what God wants me to do. And then all of a sudden, this destruction comes and, and it's like just, just changed all automatically, real quickly. This is the, this is just it's a progression, and uh, that that took place, um, and this, and so it says. Um, uh, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. Uh, not only will wisdom laugh when their calamity comes, but she will not uh, answer when they call to her during that late hour. They will all all of a sudden seek wisdom early. It says or diligently, uh, but but will uh, be, made, be unable to find her. They will have lost their opportunity because they hated knowledge and did not choose to walk in the fear of the Lord. Um, in verse 30 and 31, it's, it simply just restates the truths that verse 20 and 29 says, uh, though it's kind of in reverse order, because, because they were unrepentant, they, they, they would have none of my counsel, it says, and they despised all of my reproof, so it's already happened, uh, they would face certain consequences. 
It says they eat the fruit of their own way or be filled with their own devices. It really reminds me of a verse that we find in the New Testament in Galatians. Um, and it, it says, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also. What's the next word? Reap. And, and then it says, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of his flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to his spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. This is, this is the law of sowing and reaping. Um, and uh, the, the simple one that, that is described in the earlier part of our, our passage today uh, is sowing the seeds that he reaps later on in his life. Uh, really suddenly and uh, not knowing that the, the consequences are coming, but he just it reaps them, and all of a sudden they're, they're destructive, and, and, uh, and it's, it's terrible. And, and so um, in verse 30 and 32 and verse 33, uh, wisdom reflects on the contrast of the destiny of the fool and of the wise. And, uh, and we'll be done here in just, just a moment. It says, for, uh, for, the, for the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of the fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Verse 32 begins by speaking about the turning away of the simple. Uh, when the simple disregarded uh, God's wisdom and they turned away from it, uh, there are serious consequences. Um, when the ref- simple refused to take the wise counsel and apply it to their life, when they refused uh, to do that, uh, when fools are complacent, uh, when they refuse to follow wisdom, their decision leads to their own destruction. The decision that they made, it's just, it's just a progression. It, what, what they did has a, con- has a consequence. Uh, and um, in contrast, it says this, uh, whoso hearkeneth, uh, but whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Uh, there's a big difference between the person in verse 32 and the person in verse 33. Um, and whoso hearkeneth to wisdom will dwell safely and be quiet or secure from fear of evil. Uh, those who find security uh, are, are those who are willing to listen and live by God's wisdom. Are you, are you willing to, to spend time in his word? Are you willing to take the time to say, God, what, what would you have me to do? God, God, I have this decision in front of me, and I, what, 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 is your, what, what, what would you want me to do? Or do you have, uh, do you, are, you, are you spending time in his word? Are you, uh, are you applying his word to your life? Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you would like further information about our church, please visit moseslakebaptistchurch.com.